It takes money. Not all Hugh Jackman is created equal. <laughs> no. Because that's my ticket, baby. You're not taking Gigi. It wasn't good on me. No. I needed wasn't. someone in my world. <laughs> there was no one in my world except for this goddamn masturbating teenager. That's so weird, though. Yeah, Jeets. She gave me some things. Way Sebo. Way Sebo. Queen Radio. Insane ramblings. I've got a bone to pick with you. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll hear it out. I feel like that's the best way to start an honest discussion. I feel like you can uh, go into it without scaring me with the uh, preface. It's awful. I remember someone said that phrase to me the first time ever in year eight. Okay. And I still haven't forgotten the like... The seriousness. White fear that ran through me. It's awful. What was the particular incident in year eight? I would rather not go into it. It was that bad. I can't remember. It was just white fear after they said that I've got a bone to pick with you. Just blanked out. No, they were right. I was a jerk, but... Regardless. Well, yeah. I mean, regardless of whether you deserve the bone picking or not. Yeah. I feel like prefacing it with like a bone picking is not great. Yeah. Well, it's like when, uh, you know, your girlfriend or your partner or whoever is like, we need to talk. Mm. I was going to say, it's rarely that we have a phrase for when things are going to go good. Well, you don't say like, we need to talk No, I mean like a new puppy. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh, you're not like, sit down, Ben. I... I've brought you here to congratulate you in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Sit down. We're going to Canada. Yeah, like, that's right. Okay. Or like I've got a... No, yeah, there's no preface for like, I've got some good news coming your way. No. I you just say the good phrase. news. Is there? No, not really. No, because even... You come you, out with it. Yeah, exactly. Do you want the good news or the bad news? There's still bad news. Yeah, and even then in the good news, it's rarely that good. No, it's, it's like... It's usually just less bad. Mildly mitigating the bad news. Yeah. I have a inch long scratch inside my butt cheek. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I didn't realize this is where that was going. Uh, yeah, um, that happened at your house. Okay. <laughs> I actually don't know how. It wasn't from my fingernails. So I went to your toilet, and I used those butt cheeks. Do you think that my toilet, like, I, I don't know how to break it to you, but we didn't install, I don't know, Razor some kind of, seats. yeah, yep. some kind of scratchy toilet paper. <laughs> well, no, everything seemed fine until I was leaving and I was like, oh, I must have gotten like a really bad wedgie or something. Yeah. And later when I got home, I was like, this is really not abating. <laughs> and I took a shower and it started stinging and I was like, oh my God, like there's something seriously wrong back there. But and you then, don't know the exact moment that it happened. Your house. Well, I went to the toilet just fine, came out not fine. Oh, okay. So it did happen in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I use that toilet regularly (laughs) and never once have I uh, been bleeding from the rectum upon (laughs) leaving. I mean, neither. But there's an inch long scratch in my ass cheek. It sounds like you have. You literally tore me a new asshole. I don't think I have anything (laughs) to do with this. (laughs) Did you think when uh, we started this podcast that 192 episodes later, this is what you'd be opening the show with? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I've been torn in you asshole and you're the culprit. Well, I uh, guess I apologize. Title of my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Ben. And this is Vicky. And this is episode 192 of Insane Ramblings, a very charitable episode. Ah. 
I bring that up mm-hmm. basically to get away from your opening. I need charity. It's I need one of those ass donuts. Well, this is you raise a valid question. Uh, Do I need an ass donut? <laughs> and let me give you an answer. Yeah. Yes. I go to a grilled burger mm-hmm. chain that's around here. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe once every fortnight or so. Jeez, that's a lot. They're good burgers. You have a lot of takeout in general. Well, even in the middle of takeout kingdom. Well, so do I, but I only have takeout like once a week at your house. I feel like I've got more variety than you do. Ooh, big call. Well, how's, how far is the nearest grilled? Probably 800 metres. Okay, that's about the same, I would say then. Mm. Uh, regardless of who lives nearest closer to, to the epicentre <laughs> of takeout kingdom, I appreciate grilled and uh, every time you buy a burger from them, mm-hmm. they have this local matters system where they give you a bottle cap for some reason. I don't know why it's a bottle cap, but that's what well, they've chosen. Well, how do they have so many? Well, surely they just recycle the same bottle caps. No, I understand. But where did they all come from to begin with? They sell a lot of bottles. I guess so. <laughs> no, they're just grilled bottle caps. Like, I'm sure you can order them. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Oh, you've got me there. Where do Coke get all their bottle caps? Like grilled and Coca-Cola aren't just shuffling them back and forth. (laughs) No, you... Well, you've really solved that mystery. What, was this plaguing you for decades? I mean, I thought about it just now, but... Sure. And so when I uh, tangent, I tried to import some um, weird... Chinese alcohol at one point because we watch a lot of If You Are The One, the Chinese dating show, and they had a a sponsor for a while that was basically the Chinese equivalent of a Alcopop, like one of the sugary drinks that... Uh, like a teenage girl. Yeah, like a 15-year-old teenager would be drinking to like right. when she first starts. What are we... Vodka cruises. That yeah. was our, in our heyday. Right, and like Zima, I think is what they usually call them in America. Right. So uh, I thought like as a joke, I would buy some for me and my roommates <laughs> and we could all watch If You Are The One and drink these weird Chinese drinks. Yeah. But I guess importing alcohol comes with a like a lot of restrictions. Mm-hmm. And uh, I certainly wasn't going to pay some kind of license to import a a joke six pack of, (laughs) (laughs) you know, whatever Chinese girls were drinking. Uh, So I gave up on it. But it did get to the point where in my search, I discovered you could buy both the machine to bottle them. (laughs) That was going to run me about $10,000. Okay. Or the bottles themselves, which I think, depending on the quantity, was about four cents a bottle. Huh. So... It's you should a, have just bought the bottles and filled it up with whatever. But you could only buy them in like packs of a thousand because uh-huh. they're like assuming that you're going to be mass producing <laughs> Chinese <laughs> alcohol. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I don't I know. you've got a business on your hands. You're not uh, doing much. Well, again, <laughs> I'd still have to, I've solved the bottling part of it. Yeah. I haven't got anything to put in the bottles. Cordial and vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a, like in my own vat at home. Yeah, I was literally thinking like mix up Cody's Cordial and just the cheapest vodka you can find, bottle it and sell it at a high premium. I mean, it sounds good, but Thank again, you. it's it's probably also got a whole bunch of licensing that I wasn't really in <laughs> well, the Well, I'm just saying with. Ben's not using the idea, so it's yours now, audience. <laughs> Go for it. And if you know where to get me some Chinese Zima, <laughs> hit me up. But uh, Do you 
remember. My point, Another hang sidebar. On. My point was second sidebar. If we're the, going in the sidebar. If the bottles, <laughs> if the bottles themselves were like running about four cents on average, right. the bottle caps that's got to be like half a cent each. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've got me. I was an idiot. Yeah. I didn't think that through. Um. Yeah, I'm an idiot. All right. What's the second sidebar? Do you remember? I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast before. Do you remember Joss? Yeah. Oh, we talked about it. <laughs> oh, did we? We did like a, uh, a review after the... Uh, what a great party for starters. It was a good party. So what Vicky's talking about, I'll try and like track down the yeah. uh, episode number. Um, but we went to a friend's Australia Day party mm-hmm. who had just got this powdered alcohol from Cambodia. <laughs> no, it was like a powdered energy drink. Oh, that's right. But yeah. we were mixing it with vodka. With vodka. So I think I was driving or something, so I didn't drink it, but... You guys were having... I had a lot. I had yeah, a lot of Joss. a lot of Joss, which is like this powdered energy drink from Cambodia that they've self-imported and I'm guessing is like not approved by Australian government to sell here and mixing it No, it sounds vodka. like... Because like, I briefly looked into it because I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. It sounded like Cambodia and New Zealand were the two places that you could get it. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not a good place to start. Like Cambodia, you're like, all right, this sounds a little shady. But New Zealand, it's like, all right, well, it sounds a little bit more legit, at least. No, definitely. If something's selling in New Zealand, I'd be more willing to bet it's safe. But uh, yeah, anyway, they illegally imported that and you guys were drinking it with vodka. So that came straight to mind. That's episode uh, 83 cute girls and free will if you're uh, (laughs) wanting to relive that story. And I'm pretty sure I was sober at the time. And our friend Brendan, who um, he's he had a heart condition. Does he? I didn't know that. And specifically, after having about four of these packets, it says like, "Do not consume if you've got a heart condition." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was that was a fun afternoon. Oh my god! But uh, yeah, we were... no wonder I wasn't drinking. Someone had to call the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, wow, what you yeah. did is like you tore this packet mm. and you were supposed to mix it with like a cup of water and you essentially get Red Bull. Yeah. But we mixed it in our mouths with vodka and uh, it was like your own vodka Red Bull, basically. Uh, it was like the nearest thing I've had to being near animals. <laughs> like you guys are like tearing these open and like pouring them directly into your mouth, followed directly by like a double shot of vodka they were and very mixing tasty. it in your mouth. And I was like, uh, I wasn't even invited to the party. I think I invited myself as well. So I was like, well. I think it was one of those things because you like lived in the neighborhood. Yeah. You might message me like, Ben, what are you doing? And then we were just around like, the corner. I'm a block away. I'm like, well, like, I'm coming. Yeah. Even though I'm not invited. It was one of those parties. I don't That's think true. anyone was like, oh, goddamn, Vicky's here. I think they might have been because I was <laughs> like. Mm. Here's a follow up that we uh, didn't talk about on mm-hmm. that episode. At that party, there was two girls that me and Julian and... Uh, the group that I was with were kind of chatting up. Mm-hmm. I uh, added one of them on Facebook, like either that day or the next day or something yeah. like that, because we kind of hit it off. Classic move. She did not add me back. Then about six months have gone by. Oh, and I she, thought it was gonna be like six years. If it, it was a long time, I yeah. like it was at least six months. It might have been more. She accepts my friendship request, and has since moved to Canada. Well, maybe she knew it was safe. Yeah. <laughs> she think that was... It's like, yeah. oh, fine. This guy was really wanting to uh, to hit me up. I'll, uh, I'll wait till I'm no longer in his vicinity before I, uh, <laughs> before I make this move. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Well, she's back because I've, I've been, you know. Not, Idiot. I've been not like stalking her, but. Obviously you have. Well, she it comes up in my feed like, oh, now she's back in Australia. Is it my time to strike or is she going to be like, who is this guy that I added, you know, six months after? I think I'd- it's definitely not to your time to strike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just got to double check these yeah, things no, sometimes. I wanted to let you know that your time to strike is gone and you should probably delete her, but okay. Nah, she's pretty, so. Posting lots of selfies? Enough, enough. Nice one. Did she mix Joss in her mouth? Yeah, that was like basically, that was the rules of the party. Why is I not doing it? I guess you said you were driving or something. <laughs> Even though you were lived around the corner. No wonder I didn't get you, invited. You must I'm have a just fucking been, knock. Yeah, you were just a square. <laughs> yeah, I you. am. I'm such a wet blanket. No wonder I didn't like get invited yeah, no even, one would ever invite me to anything brendan was putting his life on the line <laughs> and he was still doing just and that you were like no way man powdered cambodian energy drinks <laughs> too much for me yeah i was there getting evidence for the police <laughs> this sounds like i don't know what i was doing that was that was also the party that brendan cooked chinese dumplings on the barbecue oh that's right that, yeah. that was a Oh, I think so decision. much from that guy. I went to his house once to hang out with him when we were like 19 and he made us deep fried subs. Like you bought a sub from Subway? No, he made it. It was a homemade sub sandwich yeah. and then he deep fried it. And what was in this sub? Like oh, I can't remember. Like meat of some kind. Like So he basically made like a pizza sub. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then deep fried the entire thing. How was it? It was awful. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you got to, like the first person to... Like drink uh, milk from a cow, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, like in theory, it sounds bizarre. Yeah. But then you do it and you're like, you know what? We might be onto something I here. mean, I was into the attempt. Yeah. Like I was, will- I was along for the ride, but the results... Uh, yeah. Unsuccessful. Uh, indeed. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like some sort of opposite of Marie Curie. But I suppose I wouldn't know about it. But we did an experiment and it he, failed. Instead of curing um, diseases, he actually invented Created diseases. Yeah. yeah. I think we both were like, let's never speak of this again. It's I've horrible. Got, I've got a Brenda Sidus now. <laughs> I think just high cholesterol. Well, that too. <laughs> Not yeah. a new disease, but... Uh, <laughs> Julian still um, uh, can't get over the time that he gave him like a... A taste of the new sauce that he had created Oh yeah And Julian's like Ew what is this It's like the greasiest thing that I've ever tasted And it was essentially just grease and mayonnaise (laughs) I remember that It was like the runoff from hamburgers (laughs) And hot dogs and stuff And he just like scooped up a bunch of it And mixed it with I think like mayo And maybe some like barbecue sauce It's like here try this (laughs) And he was putting it on his burgers And He's the kind of person that you're like There is a fine line between madness and genius that's the thing, because it's got to pay off once in a while. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like once in his entire life, he's going to make something and it's going to be like the new cheesels or something. Like yeah, who's well, like, let's put cheese dust on a rice ring <laughs> and sell it to people. You know, like he's going to hit on that. But until then, we've got to go through a lot of uh, failed attempts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I remember certainly some good um, midnight pasta sessions Yeah. when we were on schoolies, which basically... Yeah, our, he was a big pasta guy. Our spring break. Like, he would just crack open the fridge and start making carbonara at 12 o'clock every night. <laughs> That's so true. And it was awesome. And so, he's like, hey, Ben, want some carbonara? I was like, as long as I just have to sit here and uh, yeah, do nothing, then yeah. yes, whenever the carbonara is ready, I'll be right on that. Like, there were, like, comic book characters in our early teens. 
Like there was him and his best friend. And they would basically just cook weird dishes and let Lenny and Carl through life. I don't think they've moved on since then. Oh, really? That's good. Well, Simon's, you know, out of the state at the moment, but he'll come back to visit a couple of times a year. (laughs) And it seems like they try to cram as many new burger joints into the visit (laughs) as possible. And there's always some shenanigans. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I always like to at least try to catch up with the two of them together just to when see that happens how just, it's going yeah because there'll always be a story of something crazy that happened <laughs> the night before like last time i might have talked about this but we played i took mario party over yes and i almost ruined the friendship <laughs> yes. it was like one of these co-op games where you had to uh you were like tethered to another person mm-hmm. And you have to kind of like wind the two of you around these pegs to create a shape. Yeah. And it's like a 15 second mini game. And by the end of it, they're almost at each other's throats, basically. <laughs> you remember that scene in The Simpsons where they're in like the um, fallout bunker? Yeah. And Marge is trying to do a Rubik's Cube. Yes. And Bart's like, turn it topwise. No, topwise. And she's like, what's topwise? It was that essentially that conversation. Brendan and Simon just yelling at each other and basically in tears by the end of it. While uh, I was thoroughly amused, they, uh, you know, almost came to blows. But that's just them all over, uh, punctuated by like frozen burgers and pasta. And that's the basis of a pretty good relationship, I, I would say. I think they're doing well in life. All right, so while we're vaguely on the topic of burgers, yeah. let's go back to grilled. So they've got this local matters token system mm-hmm. that uh, when you uh, you buy a burger, you get a you get a token to put in one of three containers, and on each the front of the, each container, they've got a charity listed, mm-hmm. and so the premise is I think that the one that fills up the most gets I think it's five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and then the other two two or three hundred dollars and at the end of the month it's calculated who's had the most tokens and that's when the uh, you know they put it on they, the new charity yeah, and right. they do it all over again my issue with this system mm-hmm. is all charities don't seem to be created equal no so like i'm giving to a good cause i should feel happy with that's like oh yeah i'm you know donating a like, portion of the orphanage yeah right but for what should be a great charitable donation, mm-hmm. I never feel like I uh, <laughs> like I made a good contribution. It always puts me in a weird spot because you would think it's like it's never obvious. The decision is like either these are three extremely worthy charities. <laughs> yeah. It's like, are we going to cure polio or AIDS or leprosy? Yeah. I'm like, well, <laughs> fuck. Can <laughs> They're I put, all bad. Yeah, can yeah, I split, split this token? Three. I got to yeah. buy like two more burgers now. Yeah. Or it's like something that's almost completely superfluous. It's like, we're going to give roller skates to, <laughs> to chimpanzees. <laughs> It's like um, you would say that's superfluous, Ben, but it would bring a lot of joy <laughs> to a lot of people. Well, it just makes me go, all right. If you saw a chimpanzee going past in roller skates, it wouldn't crack a smile. I would, but are they getting anything <laughs> from it? I don't know if it's for them, Ben. Well, if it said because there's a little description on the front of each box. Yeah, what if it says we're going to put funny items on animals? In the hopes it cheers people. It cheers day. up like sick cancer patients. Not or even something. that, just people. Like because. Have you ever seen a cat on the internet in a funny hat? I bet you smiled. But it's never that. It's just like we're giving them the roller skates to see what happens when they get roller skates. (laughs) It's like chimpanzees don't have roller skates. I'm like, well, I don't have roller skates. Where's the roller skate for Ben fund? They can't buy roller skates. 
I know, but I'm just saying they don't need them. Like, they can't and shouldn't buy roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like, you I don't know. That. It's just always like some kind Brendan of... Brendan would try it. It's like some kind At least kind of, once. Look, <laughs> I'm not saying that roller skates for chimpanzees isn't hilarious, but they, whenever they do these kind of... Uh, the charities mm. it's never up against the aids it's like up against <laughs> the i don't know the scuba gear for dol- for dolphins and like they can breathe underwater no they can't they have to come back to the surface it's a great idea well they, they need or- the educating ben on dolphins fund you dummy <laughs> <laughs> they're mammals they don't breathe underwater dum-dum my point is it's never an obvious choice mm. if there is the third box teach ben about underwater mammals because I would donate to that right now. It sounds like it's very necessary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you have a bone to pick with me? <laughs> a little bit. I feel like you're going to somehow get me on some kind of lack of marine degree. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm not a biologist. I'd... Yeah, that's right. You have to be a biologist to know that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't factor in that it was specialist knowledge. Please <laughs> You're saying this like dolphins. You saying. You're saying this like dolphins are constantly struggling to breathe. <laughs> they... <laughs> no, it's just like they can hold their breath for a long time. Half an hour. There you go. Why don't you know this? Why do you know this? It's common knowledge. I don't think it's that common knowledge. It's really common knowledge. I did my like seafaring animals poster on albatrosses so this is not insider knowledge do you know the diving time of every single marine mammal (laughs) or it's just specifically dolphins like how long does a killer whale last underwater before it needs to surface i don't know i think it's all about the same i'm guessing oh Oh, you don't know sorry they can only remain for 15 minutes maybe it's whales i was thinking of one super dolphin. See, don't look at me. Like, no, no, no dolphins can hold their breath. Sorry, I was thinking of two dolphins. <laughs> they combine their breathing. <laughs> one breathes and then breathes into the other one's mouth. Yeah, one goes upside down and lets its blowhole air float up <laughs> into the one directly above it. And what then they can go for half an hour. Yeah, sperm whales. Don't say this like, yeah, of course. Well, now sperm. this one says other dolphins can stay underwater for 20 minutes. So, I mean, the science is not in but I feel like it's in more than... You're acting like I couldn't have guessed that. What do you mean? Well, the, the, now we're down to a 30 to 15 minute window. Uh, yeah. If you had have asked me how long can a dolphin hold its breath for, there's a good chance I would have hit within those two. You thought they could breathe underwater. Uh, I'm just saying <laughs> that compared to me, yes, they can breathe underwater. The longest that humans hold their breath is 19 minutes. So, And uh, that record was held by David Blaine. Really? No, I have no idea. Oh. I, he's a magician. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's faking most of it. Anyway, what's the third charity? Oh, Eskimos with uh, tacos. They all sound great. <laughs> it's always something dumb like that. I'm like, so have you ever been so offended by the offerings that you're like, no thanks, I'll take my token back? No, I I pick one, but right. I have to pick like it's they've obviously got very deserving and very like more fun charities yeah. on the lineup, but they never pit the deserving ones against the lesser deserving. Oh, yeah, ones. because like the fun charities would never make any money. Like if I was Who like cares? my my charity, all right, here's my charity. It's to like put make funny photos of cats with hats on and send them to lonely pensioners yeah to smile at okay you're not gonna put the money in that against like 
the end cancer fund? No. Exactly. So my charity would go under. But no, it wouldn't. You'd still get your three hundred dollars. Oh, okay. So they all get money. Yeah, it's okay. just whoever gets more money. And right. Let's put the more money to the most <laughs> deserving cause. I just think I've invented a great charity. If you're a pensioner and you're lonely and you got a funny cat in a hat in the mail, I feel like you would smile. Probably multiple times. It's like I, f- I would forget that it's there. Yeah, that's and I'd right. get a second wind out of it the next day. <laughs> oh, you get multiple. Like I'd send you one a week. I don't know. I heard that um, loot box or whatever loot crate just went under. Really? So uh, the the whole subscription industry is on its uh, on its last Knees. legs at the moment. And I'm going to bring it back up to its feet. Well, I'm just saying it might not be a good time to jump aboard. Is it the best time? Why? Because you know no Buy longer, low, sell high, baby. You no longer have the competition of big loot crate to That's deal right. with. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Moving on, I wanted to introduce you to uh, a little bit of culture today. Oh, good. Um, I thought you were going to say a new man, but I have a boyfriend. Well, he is a new man of sorts. Mm. Little B. Is it you? Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to reveal your new look. Yeah, the B does not stand for Ben. He is a kind of new man. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> um, are you familiar with Little B at all? No. He's one of these uh, SoundCloud rappers. Mm-hmm. One of the more successful ones, definitely. Now, yeah, well, any success is more successful. Well, I'm saying like one of his videos, for example, that I was looking up, over 5 million views. Yeah, that's quite successful. But I'm saying any success for a SoundCloud rapper is putting you ahead of 90% of the curve. It's our generations. I'm in a band. Well, anyone can get on SoundCloud. Exactly. There's no barrier to that's entry what I'm. There. That's the problem. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> the fact that I know his name is... Having a success. If one person's heard your music and it's not someone that's blood related to you, you're a SoundCloud success. Fair enough. Well, this guy, five million people have heard well his done. music at least. Or but how many relatives maybe, does he have? Yeah, it could be one really keen relative listening okay. to it for years on end. Straight. Maybe he's got a lot of cousins. Regardless, <laughs> that's not what I'm uh, bringing him to the table I'm just for. saying it's harder for you to achieve success with no cousins. I am just going to come out with it and say, I don't get it. I have no idea what the uh, appeal is here. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance that people are only listening to him as like a joke or a meme. Yeah. But it's also one of those things that like the hip hop industry is so out there that I wouldn't be surprised if people start listening to it as a joke and then be like, you know what? This is kind of a banger. That's pretty much my whole life. It's a, there's a lot of, you know, music out there that kind of goes through that cycle. I just feel like a lot of me, it's like, I can't remember why I like this. And if I started liking it ironically or just liking it. All right. Here's, here's a uh, song of his called I Own Swag. This is definitely one of the more popular ones. I'm all ears. Yeah, like I said, it sounds like a Zelda level. Yeah, I can see that. That's five mixtape. You already know how I do, man. I kill shit, rip the rap game up, motherfucking everything, man. We got rich in it, everything. I don't give a fuck, fuck it. Bitch, I own swag. I'm a star like I'm in sack. I'm so fab like I'm in sack. I told that tech and I hope... kind of goes on a bit like that. Yeah. Like, he's doing a lot of the mumble rap kind of thing, where it's like, I don't really know what he's saying, but he's got a kind of alright beat behind him. And I don't hate it. That's definitely the, like, the one that sounded most like music to oh, me. Oh, okay. Uh, so he's been doing this thing that even if I am not loving his musical output, this is why I do appreciate about him. Okay. People have reached out to him, uh, you know, mostly upcoming rappers wanting a feature or producers that want him to rap on a beat. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Lil B, 
I'm a fan, how much to collaborate with you. Great. Good and start. His philosophy is I will work with any budget. Right. Wow. I love it. Yeah. He's like the gym's mowing. Is that how Jim started? I'm pretty sure that's how it works. They're like, tell us your budget. We'll tell you how much lawn we'll do. Okay. So you know, he's the neighborhood mowing kid, basically. <laughs> you know, sure, sure. No job too small or large. Well, it seems it worked for Jim. Maybe it's working for Lil B. Mm. Here is a post from um, about a month ago from Reddit that was the first time that I kind of got wind of this. Is it essentially like, let's all try and lowball Lil B and see where it stops? I don't think they even needed to try to do that. Oh, right. Okay. Because surely the ultimate would get be get little B to pay to collaborate with you. <laughs> that well, is when I've won. All right. Well, how much would you say a little B feature was worth to you? You're like an upcoming rapper. You're like, I want this guy on my album. He's got uh, some uh, I mean, he's got a, yeah, he's got some followers. Yeah. I don't know. Like, would you chuck him a 50? Would you throw like a couple hundred his way? A couple hundred. Okay. But I know you're going to go with like a dollar. This guy posted, I paid 45p for a little B feature. Nice. I was on Twitter looking for playlists to submit a song to, and Lil B was mentioning that he was looking for songs to submit to his Pandora playlist. I DM'd him, sent him some my music, and he came back wanting to work with me. I had 50 pence in the bank, and I didn't know what to do. Didn't give him the whole 50? I told him through email that I only had 50p, and he said, send what you have, I'm flexible with any budget. I wanted to keep some, so I sent Lil B 45p <laughs> oh, in brackets, 56 cents. What's the, like, 5p for? <laughs> you do five pence. I know, that's the best bit. <laughs> I know, I wanted to hang on to some. Well, it's like, I don't want to go into overdraft fees or uh, Yeah, for sure, that's for bang fees. Yeah. In case this doesn't work out. I'll reinvest that with, uh, I don't know, Nicki Minaj. Yeah. I've got 5p to go in another direction. That's right. I wanted to keep some, so I sent Lil B 45p. Told him that I'll send some more money on Friday and sent him the remix that I would like him to record a verse for. Surprisingly, he accepted it and came back to me with this afternoon with a verse that only Lil B could make sound good. Awesome. He sent the paperwork and honestly, I expected fart sounds for a verse, but I got something <laughs> half decent. I remember this guy who paid B $350 for a feature on here and it was a similar quality to the verse I was given. So I say for less than a can of Pepsi, it was worth it. Can I hear the feature? Yeah. This song is called Improve On Ya. Feet Lil B, Antone and Mayo Staccato. He's essentially the upwork of rappers. What's that? It's like a shitty freelance site. Oh, right. You know the one. We have to bid for jobs and it's like, I'll pay you to write your article. Right, right. So that's obviously not Lil B. No. I'll fast forward a little bit and get to the Lil B verse. I know the bass god, I'm the man. I know Lil B. That's my fan. I know the bass god, I really feel I'm the man. Talk to me. I think he got what he paid they for. They know about that, man. They know about Lil B, man. Oh, oh yeah, why? definitely. Everybody <laughs> helping out, doing my thing, man. You feel me? So you got it. Yeah, he's helping out. He, uh, he's also known by uh, the name The Based God, so that's why he keeps okay. talking about that if you were confused. But that's what he said. He said he's helping out. He's just helping out his fellow rapper. I guess so. Uh, but this one, this is the next time this happened. Someone else uh, followed up with, this is what a $2 Lil B feature got me. Uh, this guy was... Uh, Corey the Human, a.k.a. Leon Vegas. And he posted his song, Idol. 
And I, this was like a Saturday morning that I was just lying in bed scrolling through Reddit mm-hmm. and uh, came across this and I was cracking up. This is like... <laughs> like, I wouldn't pick it to listen to it so far, but I guess if they were like playing it in a shopping centre, I probably wouldn't think twice. Well, I think it's more like, hey, you'll get some ears on it because of this guy's yeah, exactly. name. It's probably not going to be a huge song, but maybe no, they'll listen like to your other stuff. Advertising maybe. dollars. Yeah. So for 45 pence, can't really complain. So uh, this is the best one. This is uh, Idol, as I said. Leon Vegas featuring Lil B. Solid start. I like the birds. Start the song, let you start your morning. So please tell me if I got a chance right now So please tell me if you want to ride right now So please tell me if you want to hit us out Please hear me out, please hear me out I just wanna, I just wanna try and be a rider I just wanna, I just wanna show you that I like you I don't wanna, I don't wanna ever make you cry, boo I don't wanna, I don't wanna risk it This is better than the other guy's song Yeah, so this is like, you know How much did this guy pay? This was two dollars. So. Yeah, I can tell. But no, that that part that I'm playing, it's all him. Like he's doing the production himself, right? I know, I know. But obviously, he's got a five times the budget operation. That's true. Four times the budget. I'm right. Really I'll now fast forward to the little B verse. Please send me out. I ain't the dude like on the dude on the first verse. He be crying, but I ain't gonna cry. <laughs> dude on the first verse be crying to these hoes. I know the bass got I won't do that. Oh. I know Lil B, that's my friend The dude on the first verse, I think he sucks some dick Man, I don't care, cause we don't judge We love everyone and we won't judge We got love for the gay and transgender <laughs> The person on the first verse sucks I got on this song because he sucks Let's get it Wow But it's all love Where's this is a roller coaster? I'm a oh yeah. Then smut em. This just how we do. Fuck em. Grace got He's gonna come back in like nothing ever. Happened. Yeah, I don't think that most people have put a diss on their own song. That's actually taking it to the next level. Right? Like, I invite you to diss me on my song. (laughs) It's a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. Like, it starts low, goes high, goes low, kind of ends on a high, I guess. I mean, it's nice. It's all love. It's inclusive. Yeah. It's got love for the gay and transgenders. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that terminology, but I mean the. Well, I think he was mostly trying to cover his base because he uh, didn't want to make it seem like he uh, was offending anyone when he said the guy sucks dick. Oh, is that what he said? I thought he said he's seen some dick. Oh, maybe, who knows? He mumbles the whole thing, <laughs> yeah. like I said. So I didn't even know what that insult meant, but I was like, it sounds like a good one. Like that guy has seen some dick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I well, just he's seen stuff. I don't know. I did appreciate that um, there's this website, Genius, formerly Rap Genius. Oh my god! It, like, like with the lyrics, it explains yeah. them. So it did. Pop, awesome. It did pop up on Rap Genius. So if you ever you know need to double check, you can uh, you can go. Did it site. explain them? Uh, no, not when I looked. <laughs> no. But it had the full transcription of all the lyrics. It's inclusive. Yeah, I've got. It's got that. Like but I, I d- really support. That part of the message. I just love, like, the auto-tune but of it. But also just, like, the direct reference. Like, really? 
his yeah. rap so straightforward about who they're talking well, like, about. Like usually it's rhymes and rhymes and rhymes and you've got to know that like that person grew up on a particular street on, yeah. like, on a certain corner next to a set of traffic lights. And that's the thing. Well, we talked about um, sicko mode. Yeah, the, exactly. The uh, Drake verse where he's talking about... It's like the diss is like the route between him, him and, and Kanye's house. house. Yeah, it's like, like turn the corner, hit the lights. Yeah. And we were supposed to know that that, that was... means that he's going to Kanye's. Yeah. Right, like running over to Kanye. <laughs> Whereas this guy within the... the, the he's the, like, hey, guy, I'm going to make this real clear. <laughs> yeah, the guy on the first verse sucks. Not even on the same, you know, the, the guy on this album sucks. No, no the, that the, guy. Yeah. Like the, just in case he adds later verses, right. I guess. Like the, what if he gets a second? Like what if he gets Kanye to do the final verse and then he's dissed Kanye? Well, he didn't think about that. You could really I think he did. take him out of context. No, I'm just saying like that's why he said the guy in the first verse because he's worried... What if he adds a Kanye verse on the end? Yeah, but who knows what order he puts them in. Mm. He could have put Kanye's verse first. I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to remix it with Kanye at the start, send it to Kanye and be like, just so you know, this SoundCloud rapper is dissing you. You're going to start a rap, like, you know, reunite the gangster rap war. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know. I'm not busy. I'm really working part-time. Lil B, digging your latest output is all I wanted to say. <laughs> it's inclusive. <laughs> that is a high for it. Sure, Many sure. cons. But yeah, I feel like when that is the I've got a bone to pick with you start of a verse. You could have hidden it a little better who you're talking about, you know. Well, Make it a little artistic. I mean, he's getting paid $2. I don't think but he But the 45 was- cents guy got more support. Well, he didn't get told that he sucked, I yeah, guess. Exactly, yeah. repeatedly. Like, why was he so supportive of the 45p guy? I feel like you just get whatever Lil B is in the mood for that day. Right, and he was just in the mood to hate the guy on the first verse. I, I really think he's not putting any uh, thought into it. He just whips out his iPhone, says what's on his mind. It's like, here you go. <laughs> it's all I made, yours. I made $2 for my uh, two minutes of work. Yeah, that's true. Yep. All right, let's, uh, let's move on from Lil B and... Uh, it's been a long time coming, but mm-hmm. I think let's throw it back. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we once did a, a segment called Aesop's Fumbles, um, where basically the premise was we invent a, a fable. So we'll pick existing fables from a list of, you know, like there's always like the lion and the mouse or the frog yeah. and the scorpion. It's usually blank animal plus blank animal equals a moral. More or less, yes. And... So we're going to go back and forth and the other person has to define what they think the uh, moral of the fable is or like the, what the story is in general. And then we'll see how close we were. So I think the easiest way, because this, this is a long-winded explanation, but it's, it'll be simple once we start, I think. So kick it off for me, Vicky. Have you got a fable for me? Here we go. So here is your first title. You ready? Yeah. All right, let's do this. Belling the cat. Belling the cat? Mm. All right, so I'm guessing that's not the name of a cat. I'm thinking. No, it isn't. I'm thinking they're talking about a bell around a cat's neck. Mm-hmm. And so my guess here is that this is a fable about a cat who is constantly getting lost. <laughs> okay. I, I feel like your laughter means I'm on the right track yeah. here. It was always like running away, catching wildlife, causing Mm -hmm. destruction to the Mm -hmm. local flora and fauna and its owners, probably some kind of other anthropomorphic being, let's say 
a kind bear <laughs> was like getting in trouble by the government. The you know the local. <laughs> what sort of animals are in the government? There's probably some kind of fox. There's really, fox I thought ostriches. Yeah, there could be an ostrich or two. I feel like an ostrich would be a judge in the animal world. All right. There's a you fox. asked. There's a fox and a, and an ostrich. Well, I guess the foxes are like the public servants and the ostriches have the judicial power, you sure. know? Executive power, unknown. And uh, they're like, hey, you're destroying all the local area. Mm-hmm. You got to do something Said the about foxes. It. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's like, you got to leave some for us. Yeah, we have not been able to destroy as much native flora and fauna as usual, <laughs> and we're tired of it. So you got to put this bell around your cat. Right. And the bear did that. It put a bell around its cat's neck. Yep. And the good news, no longer destroying the environment. Good job. But it was also no longer able to uh, catch any of the birds and, you know, prey that it was uh, used to getting. Mm-hmm. And that cat died. Bummer. Because the bell was alerting all its uh, all its prey that there was a predator in the area, mm-hmm. and so the moral of the story is: <laughs> don't, don't don't disrupt the ecological balance, <laughs> even if it looks bad from the outside. That's right. <laughs> I okay. And that's a moral that stuck with me ever <laughs> yeah. since I heard that story as a You're child. Like, I always see. I the, traditional wisdom is introducing animals is bad, but I guess. Yeah, well, it's already it was already part of the uh, ecosystem, so you can't just throw that off. Yeah, a, I mean the birds are happy. I think the moral is what's a tragedy yeah, for some is a win for others. Well, you're it's forgetting about perspective. You're babe. forgetting about the sequel, where there was just too many birds. Well, happy now. birds. Oh, <laughs> they got okay. overpopulated, and there wasn't enough uh, grubs to go around. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, I think it's a story about perspective. Cats unhappy. Birds. Happy grubs, unhappy. All right, lay it on me. What's the? That's uh, my theory. That that was my version of events. What it is, actually wasn't far off. What does Aesop have to say about it? So essentially, the mice called a meeting. Doesn't say where they are, but they want to get free of their greatest enemy, which we all know is the cat. Sure. Right? Yeah. Tom and Jerry has taught us well. Ah, yeah. What's the moral of that story? <laughs> Don't get a dumb cat. I thought it was hatred will give meaning to your life. I mean, there's that as well. <laughs> and I've been living by that. So. They're all kind of trying to come up with ideas because they're afraid of the cat and they want to at least know when he's coming so they've got time to run away and not get caught by it, right? Because the cat catches the mice and the mice don't like that. They want to know when the cat's coming. Sure. So an extremely young mouse gets up in the meeting after many plans are discussed and none of them are good enough. And he's like, I've got a plan that seems very simple, but I know it's successful. All we have to do is put a bell on the cat. And then we'll know when the cat's coming. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, that's genius. Why have we never thought of that before? We're also like pleased with our good fortune of thinking of this genius plan. But then an old mouse stood up and said, I will say that it's a great plan, but I've just got one thought. Who's actually going to put the bell on the cat? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So basically double moral. It's one thing to say that something should be done, but quite a different matter to actually do it. Mm, so did they actually put the bell in the cat or that's just the end of the story? No, that's it. The moral of the story is obviously there was no answer. So people with inexperience can offer what seems to be a simple solution, but people with experience young know mice that it can't be done. Young Mice are Dumb is that. That's what we're learning. And the name of my latest album. <laughs> All right. The next one, The Bees and Wasps and the Hornet. A singular hornet. Just the one, apparently. All right, okay. The bees 
the wasps mm-hmm. and the hornet. So there's an army of warring bees and an army of warring wasps. They're warring with each other or some kind of like inter-bee war? What do you mean? Like are the bees fighting with the wasps? Yeah. Yeah, okay. What did you think it was? A civil bee war? Well, you said like, yeah, that's kind of what you were making it sound like. <laughs> All right, well, that's what's happening now. There's civil unrest in bee land. And, and also simultaneously civil, <laughs> civil unrest, unrest in, in wasp, wasp land. land. Sure. Yeah, and so they call in the local hornet to try to fix things between in their like areas of unrest. And, and like, how do you avoid fighting? It's like, well, there's just one of me. It makes it real easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, how do we solve this problem where, you know, a hive divided its sense itself cannot stand. <laughs> and he says, well, what you really need is an enemy to unite you all. There's a greater enemy out there. So you guys should fight against the wasps because okay. that will unite you around a common cause, right? So then he gets called in. He's a management consultant. To the wasp nest. And they're like, how do we overcome our civil war? And he said, believe it or not, I actually can see the future. And I feel like something's going to happen that will unite you all. Mm. And they're like, what? This guy's worthless. He's a psychic. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He's a management consultant, psychic hornet. And so he's like, I don't think I need to intervene here. Something will happen that will unite you all. I see it coming. (laughs) And he hornets away. And so then the bees leaders on the advice of the wasps are like, he's right on the advice of the hornet are like, he's right. Our bigger enemy is the wasps. We're losing time hurting each other when we could have this whole land for ourselves. So the hornet goes over and tries to stir up bee trouble. And he's like, is that what you call it when you get sick? Bee trouble? Bee trouble? (laughs) I mean, it's not what I call it, but colloquially. I got bee trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, so he goes over and tries to stir them up a bit more. He's like, you know, you're divided against yourselves when the real enemy is the wasps. You could have this whole territory, but you're wasting your time fighting against each other instead of your true enemy, the wasps. Unite yourselves around this common cause and you'll be able to see that you're all bees standing together. So it's like we really we shouldn't be fighting each other. We should be fighting these other dick bags. Yeah, exactly. Why are we wasting time fighting each other? We should. We need to unite to... Fight the wasps. And that was the hornet's plan. If I fight, coordinate them against a common enemy, they will stop fighting. So <laughs> it came true. They went and attacked the wasps and their big, great wasp bee war began. And so an envoy from the bees and an envoy for the wasps came and gave him large sums of money because A, his prediction came true and B, he gave great advice. The civil war was over. So the war raged on and... Um, if they like sums of money, bees have uh, got honey. a... <laughs> honey. Honey money. <laughs> also a great pet name mm. um, for your sugar daddy. Um, I don't know what wasps make. Ostensibly nothing, I guess. Do they make anything? Not really. No. So they... Yes, money. Bees. <laughs> okay. I mean, if a hornet came in and left $50 and picked up something, would you stop it? I'd probably be taken <laughs> aback. <laughs> You know, if it was like buzzing in the line with a sandwich and it dropped off a 10 and flew out with it, you'd allow it. <laughs> so is that the moral Civil War bad? No, we're not there yet. Oh I'm still goodness. going. It's a long story. My fables are usually pretty short, <laughs> just FYI. <laughs> well, this one is a little... There's three characters. That's more than the usual. Sure. 
So they both come to him and give him large sums of money for his great advice and for his like psychic visions, <laughs> right? Okay. And so he's sitting pretty on his big stash of money and they both fly back to their colonies and subsequently both the colonies are wiped out and he has all of the flowers in the region because he's gotten rid of both of his enemies in one fell swoop. How did he wipe them out? Bam. They killed each other. Oh, okay. You missed that part. No, the bees and the wasps went to war and they all died. You made it sound like they went back to their own <laughs> hives <laughs> or whatever. just Trump did. Yeah. No, no. The bee and the wasp war raged on and ultimately wiped out both the colonies. And so what's the moral? Don't trust a hornet. <laughs> a psychic hornet. <laughs> With bags of money, honey. <laughs> That's definitely good advice. Right. <laughs> Don't trust a psychic hornet. No, the the moral of the story is just because someone seems like they want to help you doesn't mean that they do. Incorrect, but you, you <laughs> the hornet portion of it, not completely in the wrong. Really? Yeah, that's the moral of the story basically though. So the moral of my story anyway is that just because someone is seeming to help you, they usually have their own motives in mind. All right. Well, that's not the Hornet's plan. The Hornet in this story is like the Arbiter. So what? No way. I was bang on. No, but you made him seem like he's some kind of psychic evil entity. <laughs> but he wasn't psychic. He just knew he was sending the bees against them. Yeah, but no. I'll, I'll, here's... See, this is how he was psychic. If I go talk shit to Julian about you hmm. and then I'm like, Ben, I've got a gift. Julian hates you. Don't ask me how I know. I'm not psychic. Oh, okay. That's what I'm getting at. So he's like, okay, Wasp, something's going to happen to unite you all. You don't need my help. That's my counsel. But knowing that he'd motivated the bees to war. I see, I see. He was very devious. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Here's Aesop's version. A store of honey had been found in a hollow tree and the wasps declared positively that it belonged to them. I don't think wasps make honey, so dubious to begin with. The bees were just as sure as the treasure was theirs. And the argument grew pointed. Hey. Um, they brought well the case. Well done, Aesop. I enjoy a, a good pun. They brought the case before the Hornet, Justice of the Peace in that part of the woods. Mm. When the judge... Do you know how he became Justice of the Peace in part of that woods? He wiped out all his competitors. Mm. When the judge called the case, witnesses declared that they had seen certain winged creatures in the neighbourhood of a hollow tree who hummed loudly, whose bodies were striped yellow and black like bees. And the counsel for the wasps immediately insisted... Were tigers like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> We're throwing our hat into the ring here. The uh, counsel for the wasps immediately insisted that this description fitted their clients as well. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't make honey. This is a dumb story. Mine's way better. Such evidence did not help Judge Hornet to any decision, so he adjourned the court for six weeks to give it time to think it over. <laughs> That's forever in a hornet's life. That's got to be like three lifetimes. Oh, yeah. They probably went through multiple generations. They must have been, like with his children's children mulling it over. Yeah. Uh, When the case came up again, both sides had a large number of witnesses. An ant was the first to take the stand and to be cross-examined. Yeah, wasps only live like 22 days. All right. Well, maybe that was part of the plan. (laughs) They'll they'll drop it. I can't believe you didn't know that off the top of your head, I did. And uh, how long can they breathe underwater? <laughs> Your honour, he said, the case has now been pending for six weeks. Also, hornets are wasps, but anyway. A wise old bee addressed the court. Your honour, the case has been pending for six weeks. If it's not decided soon, the honey will be fit for will be not fit for anything. So he instructed 
that he, they uh, build a honeycomb to see whom the honey really belongs. What does that mean? The wasps protested loudly, and the wise Judge Hornet quickly understood why they did so. They knew they could not build a honeycomb and fill it with honey. honey. <laughs> it is clear, said the judge, who made the comb and who could not have made it. The honey belongs to the bees. The moral, ability proves itself by deeds. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so, uh... I mean, that is an age-old tale. Yeah, if someone's like, hey, this is my house, and like, well, you can't build a house. And it's like, oh, contraire, there's no way it could be your house. <laughs> I think mine is better. If someone tries to help you, don't assume that they don't have their own motives in mind. It, ha- it holds up. Well, you uh, you did get in the part where the yeah the hornet was kind of the judge. I do like the fact that they brought an ant as a witness. <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, an interesting wrinkle. Um, I've got one for you. All right, last one. Yeah, the frogs who desired a king. All right, so obviously this was <laughs> obviously just about a very horny frog, <laughs> and uh, there was a sexy king in the land. <laughs> And <laughs> this is another crazy story. This frog was lusting over said king. Yeah. And he couldn't contain his desires anymore. So uh, he hopped on over to the king's castle, um, who I'm going to assume was some kind of badger in this scenario. Yeah, there's always. Yeah. Yeah. And badgers and frogs, not really known to be romantically linked. So. <laughs> <laughs> The moral was uh, don't date out of your species because <laughs> the badger will rebuff you. And it's one I've lived by. I mean, I've personally... I once dated outside my species. <laughs> well, that's, that's good. You're living by Aesop's uh, That's where motto. I learned it. Yeah. I was young and I was like, I don't know what dating is yet, but yeah. that seems like sound advice. I think you don't even need to read it because I know that... Oh, you're bang on. Yeah, I just remembered that one from when I was a kid. Yeah, this is crazy enough. This story, like a lot of Aesop's fables are dumber than what we come up with. Like, I feel like you could pretty mine up and it would kind of make a bit of sense, you know? Yeah. This is just bizarre. So this concerns a group of frogs who called on the great god Zeus to send them a king. So they were kind of... They're going like Norse mythology or Greek mythology. Yeah. And so essentially they're like a little tribe of frogs who don't have any like laws or anyone to govern over them or tell them what to do. So we need to involve the Greek gods in that. Well, they wanted someone to like unite them and also be like, this is the laws of the land where they're kind of just, you know, individual frogs doing their own thing. And there's no, it's lawless. It's the wild west. It's just weird that they have to go to another mythology to, to come up with a character like that. Like surely you can invent a similar deity in Aesop's fables lore, basically. No, but it's kind of like we prayed to God at the time, given that, like, Aesop was... Wasn't he Greek? He didn't... Did he, did he pray to Zeus? I don't know. <laughs> How long could Aesop breathe underwater? <laughs> <laughs> he was Greek, so it was kind of like he prayed to God okay. for him. That makes know? more sense then, I Like, guess. it's not like... I just imagined him in, like, this, like, woodland area. I where- thought he was, like earliest 1950s <laughs> <laughs> no he was greek so it's like keep they prayed to god okay. basically because yeah. that's the biggest god you've got at the time it's just make i don't know make zeus a moose or something like why does it have to be the actual <laughs> Did you say that it rhymed little b yeah <laughs> yeah 
Anyway, like they we, prayed to God. We prayed to Moose, and it, no. like we all know that Zeus is the Moose, but it's it fits with the theme. Okay, Mr. Ed. I'm of just course, saying, of course. maybe uh, Aesop could use a few rewrites. Doesn't matter. They wanted, there was the Wild West amongst frogs and everyone was just doing their own thing and there was no sense of society or propriety or rules. So they wanted a king, mm-hmm. basically. They wanted someone to rule over them and tell them what to do. So he threw down a log as their first king. And it, and it <laughs> really not trying, <laughs> yeah, is no. it? And it's so weird, this story. It landed with such a loud splash that it terrified them. So they all scuttled away and hid. And then eventually one of the frogs peeped out from under the water to see what it was that their king was and that he saw that it was no longer moving so they all jumped on it and made fun of their new log king uh, yeah see i knew that plan <laughs> wouldn't work that was terrible they're like this is a dumb king yeah. the log king's the worst he's got no power we conquered our new king yeah. instantly yes. so then they're like no seriously um send us a king we want someone to rule over us and the last king was dumb. We hated it. Thanks yep. for nothing. Mm-hmm. So now he sends them a water snake that starts eating them all. Yeah. Dad's, <laughs> dad's prayer there. All you right. should not have asked for that king. <laughs> so once more, the like last remaining frogs before they all get gobbled up, start asking Zeus again, like, please help us. We really want a real king. And the king you sent us is killing us. We need a king Send to out, He sends down another log to crush the water snake and now they're happy with their log. Like, all hail Zeus. That would be a way better story, actually. <laughs> they're like, yeah, you didn't see what the log could yeah, do. Yeah, you? now you appreciate the log. <laughs> What's the moral of that story? Be happy with what you got. <laughs> that's actually the moral yeah. of this story. Well, there you go. But that's not what happens. <laughs> that's so much better. <laughs> Don't judge your log king until you yeah. know what do. <laughs> don't judge your log king. Be happy with what you got and don't date outside your species. That's not Another what day happened. in Aesop. That's not what happened, but that's so much better. <laughs> so... That's <laughs> so much better. Imagine that. I really do wish we could have gone back to the days of Aesop and we could have just been shitting out fables left and right. Like, we would have an empire by now. You're like, I like her. I like what you're spitballing. Yeah. Figure me out. The log falls on snake. Yeah. And they're all really grateful for their log king now. That's right. <laughs> the moral of the story is don't shit on your log king until your enemies come along. It's words to live by. No, it's even weirder. So then the frogs are like, please help us. The the king you sent us is killing us. He's the worst. And this time he replied that they must face the consequences of their actions. Okay. Which is like asking Zeus for a king. He's like, well, like, I've sent you two kings already. (laughs) Pretty much. What more do you want? Yeah. And so he's closing advice. Like the moral of the story is be content with what you have. In case... For fear of it getting worse. <laughs> and so, wait, did he not send another one? Is the you is know, the, the water snake? The snake is... king killed them all. Oh, okay, just that's it. Yeah, so it's like enjoy what you have, because it might get worse if you try to change anything. Yeah, that's right. You should never dream bigger than a log. 
<laughs> Imagine if you told that to like Taylor Swift or something. <laughs> She's like, you know what? I want to be a pop star one day. It's like, no, no, be content with what you've got. <laughs> yeah, because it might get worse. Sure, you could be a world-renowned pop yeah. star or you could get eaten by a water snake. That's, I don't really, like there's also like more, then people start like applying it for political situations. It's essentially like no matter what king you get, you're not happy with it. But I wouldn't be happy with a log or a water snake as a king. I'm not going to lie. No, I would dream bigger. (laughs) That's what I think. I don't want to live in a lawless land, but I don't want a log or a water king to rule over me either. A water water king would be okay. Poseidon, come at me. What a snake. And you know there's another another fable about frogs overthrowing a water snake. (laughs) And it was like, you know, united we stand or something is the motto and it's like well they should have just learned that a little earlier (laughs) no i just like the idea that like be content with what you have because if you ask for change you might get something worse yeah you could get a fucking vengeful god (laughs) it's so bizarre though you're like vicky things are really bad can you help me out i'm like sure can here's a punch in the face yeah like no no i said help like Like, you know what now i appreciate when i wasn't punched (laughs) in the face i should never have spoken up (laughs) i wish i just sat there and suffered in silence because you're right (laughs) requesting anything could make things worse (laughs) i think that brings us to the end of another episode thanks everyone for listening you can email me ben at insaneramblings.net you can reach me log at insaneramblings.net. Podcast at insaneramblings.net will find us also. <laughs> if you want to um, write an epitaph or a memoriam to the water snake post logging, uh, you can reach us on Facebook, facebook.com slash insaneramblings. Jump on our uh, iTunes where you can rate, review, and subscribe. I think that's it. And find us on Spotify. Oh. We're there as well. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Away, see what snake. <laughs>